0: You know, it's always fascinating to see um, the kind of businesses that are moving to Alliance, Texas, north of Fort Worth, Ross Perot's big uh, big, big operation there. There's a Las Vegas company called MP Materials. that's going to build a 200,000-square-foot production plant, and they're going to make magnets. And it's all related to electric vehicles, the uh, CEO of... MP Materials is James Latetsky and he joins us right now from the headquarters in Nevada. It's good to have you here.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me and and thank you for the hospitality of the whole Dallas Fort Worth area. We're mm-hmm. excited to to be uh coming out there with a big presence.
0: Well, and it is a big presence and it's also very timely considering, you know, the expansion in in electric vehicles but You know, I must admit, I guess I never stopped and thought about magnets being involved in electric vehicles. Tell me how this works. What are you doing?
1: Yeah, you know, it's a great, and and I think a lot of people don't fully appreciate this, because I think when you think about electric vehicles, we often hear about batteries. And batteries have a variety of chemistries and and certainly require um, some of the same chemicals. um, But but for the most part, that's, you know, sort of a lot of movement around what will exactly make up a battery but regardless of the energy that's produced by the battery um, regardless of how that battery comes together the energy goes to the motor and the way the motor moves is typically by a magnet uh and so the the 90 plus percent share magnet is the permanent magnet um in a traction motor for an electric vehicle and those permanent magnets are made from rare earth materials and so um, to have electric vehicles, or and, and also this would go for any kind of advanced motion, whether it's a drone, a robot, uh, wind turbine. So magnets are actually really critical uh, for, for our um, energy transition future.
0: And so you're the largest producer of rare earth materials in the Western Hemisphere and, and the second largest globally. I mean, it's not often that we get, it seems like we're always beholden to somebody in China or someplace else for materials like this. This has got to be. You've got to be a, a national treasure.
1: Well, thank you. that's kind of we, we do we think we we think what we're doing is very important, and you you said it exactly right. 90 percent of this industry, from the rare earth material to the magnet is actually dominated in China. And we're bringing this supply chain home. So um, at MP, we, we are the second largest producer in the world of rare earth materials. and then outside of us, um, you know, we're the only main one in the Western hemisphere. It's all mainly dominated in China. But then when you go downstream from the material to then the magnet, uh, that production is almost all China. And so we as a company at MP, uh, and, you know, we're, by the way, you know, we're, we're publicly traded, so people can certainly look up more. Um, uh, we as a company have openly stated that our mission is to bring this supply chain home. Uh, and so the the announcement the other day, which I assume we'll get into, um, is is a big step in that direction of, of moving downstream. So well, we're excited. Yeah, yeah. And and let's course, let, Dal- let's, Dal- let's go Motors right to it.
0: Be, yeah, I mean, you're going to build the force. materials, here, yeah. but you've got a contract with General Motors. I mean, that would seem seem like gold. And you're going to be this, what, the are you going to be the exclusive supplier for all their electric vehicles?
1: General Motors is going to be the, the foundational customer of the facility that we're building in Alliance. And um, it will be, this piece of the supply chain just does not exist in America today and does not exist of any scale in the West. And what's, what's wild is it does. I mean, when we think about electric vehicles going from, you know, low single digit percentages of, of our output to ultimately one day, I believe a hundred percent, we need this supply chain uh, and we need it to be local. And so we, we believe we're sort of kicking off the industry here. Um, and so anyway, to, to answer your question, they will be a key foundational customer. And, and we also really owe them a lot of credit for having the vision to be willing to make a, a big commitment um, to getting this supply chain home. Um, but you know, our expectation is over time, after this first facility, we'll build many more facilities um, of, of continued larger scale and, and hopefully have a, a wide variety of customers uh, in auto and in other areas, uh, you know, in robotics, drones, et cetera.
0: So, so tell me about the logistics here. So you're in Nevada, and and I gather the mines, the rare earth mines, are in Nevada, right?
1: Uh, the, so great question. It's actually technically it's in California. It's just over the border. Our, our headquarters are in Nevada, uh, in the Las Vegas area, but our actual site is Mountain Pass, California. It's a 50-minute drive from the Las Vegas Strip. For those for those folks listening if you've ever done that drive uh from on i-15 from vegas to la uh you can actually see it from the highway ah. so it's, it's right there
0: okay so how do you end up in alliance texas manufacturing magnets out of this rare earth material
1: it's a great question we you know we ran a pretty extensive process and there's a lot of obviously a lot of great places to do business around the country um, but um, after a painstaking process, we decided that the, the Dallas-Fort Worth area is a great place to, to do business, to grow, to attract talent. Um, and so when we put it all together uh, and, and when you couple that with um, the Perot family's commitment and alliance, um, it all just sort of made sense. And so, um, you know, that it, it was a variety of factors, but, but uh, that it came down to a, a tight competition and, and uh, alliance won.
0: It sounds like you've chosen an industry that has tremendous barriers to entry, um, but with the proliferation of electric vehicles, I mean, my gosh, Volkswagen's going to be complete. Ford can't keep up with the orders that are coming in. Tesla, we know about. Rivian may, might even show up in in West Heron County, just south of you. Um, there would seem to be an enormous market for this. Are others getting into this market?
1: Yeah. Well, it's an enormous market. And by the way, um, you raised such an important point. And I think that this is going to be, although it's becoming increasingly topical, I think this is gonna be just a continued big deal around the country um, as far as the upstream of the supply chain for electric vehicles. Because we see we see certainly the the you know the GMs of the world who we all know for, for many, many decades, but then the upstarts, as you mentioned, like Rivian. And uh, a a lot of production needs to happen, but we don't have the supply chain, right? We just don't have the magnetics producers like MP materials yet up and running. And so there's going to be a fight, a full on race to see who can access these materials. We saw that with the semiconductor issue earlier this year. Right. Um, And so to answer your question. Yeah, this is it's an exciting business opportunity for us. Um, You have to have the materials and unfortunately, the Chinese dominate the upstream and the materials. We have the good fortune of having uh, an incredible site at Mountain Pass, California to produce the materials. So we're able to vertically integrate in a way that others uh, are not. So it's certainly to our advantage. Uh, and we intend to take advantage of it for our shareholders.
0: Can you be a low cost producer? China has a reputation of being a low cost producer for things like this. So you've got to be competitive, I guess. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, when it comes to, thanks for asking that, because it's something we're really proud of. And uh, there's, we actually tweeted this a, a while back, um, I wanna say sometime earlier this year, and you can follow us on Twitter if you want uh, at MP, MP Materials, but um, we, third party research, you know, respected third party research in our industry has has suggested that they believe we are on track to becoming the low cost produce, producer in the world in, in NDPR oxide, which is the material um, that gets made into magnets. And so we're actually on track today to becoming the low cost producer in the world for rare earth materials. And so our expectation is over time, as we scale up our magnetics business, we could potentially do the same. It's gonna take a lot to get there on the magnetic side, frankly, because the Chinese are brutally competitive and they provide tremendous support um, for their industry, as well as there's, you know, historically been very different environmental standards. Um, We, our site operates, our mine operates in California, which we, we view as a, a source of pride from the standpoint of we're incredibly environmentally friendly, uh, most of the water that we use is recycled. Um, we have a dry tailings, which um, wouldn't mean anything to most people, but essentially it means that we have a much more environmentally friendly process of mining than exists in, in throughout the world in 90 some odd percent of cases. And so we are not only a, on track to being a low cost producer to the world, but also one of the most environmentally friendly, certainly the most environmentally friendly in our space. Um, and so, um, frankly, all sides of the table should like our, our success. Um, and, um, and we need to continue to compete and scale though on the magnetic side, because we're up against China, which is a formidable competitor, yeah. of course.
0: So you, you, you guys have fairly recently taken over this company. So what, what's the what's the end game? Do you need yeah. you need more facilities? Say for this this mag, magnet plant that you're building in Alliance. Do you need more facilities like that? Will you spread them around the country so they're closer to the end user, or can you expand this plant?
1: Sure. And so, to, um, quick bit of background. Um, I I did found the company uh, four years ago, essentially on the courthouse steps in Delaware. Um, We we kicked in some money. This site had been run, it was formerly a public company and and, uh, for a variety of reasons, mainly uh, operational uh, failures uh, to say the least and um, uh, they went into bankruptcy. And frankly, people thought that this site could not be economic uh, and thought that the Chinese would just control the industry uh, forever. Uh, my team and I went in, and we you know frankly kicked in a couple million dollars just to keep from losing the permits while we put together a plan and then relaunched this site about four years ago. um it was it had eight people was in care maintenance. Um, we're now the second largest producer in the world, very profitable public company. We have three hundred and seventy and growing employees. We'll soon have north of hundred and four worth um and and so that'll be our magnetics facility. and so, um, we've come a long way, but we, we think we have a long way to go. Um, we'll build this first facility. Um, you know, we, we expect a break ground next year, which is soon because next year is soon. Yeah. Um, we'll get this done. Obviously GM will be a, a large foundational customer of that site. And, um, and then we'll go from there. And, uh, but there's a lot of white space, right? We're talking about the electrification economy and. Pretty much every application in the electrification economy needs magnetics. And right now, the only place to get those magnetics is China. And so we are onshoring this supply chain. Um, and um, the, the thing I want to caution people about, and I, I've said this for four years, and um, it, wow, it's gone by quick, but mo- moving a multi-billion dollar supply chain does not happen overnight. You know, yeah. we've got to, especially when we're competing so much, um, uh, you know, on, with what is essentially a state sponsored competitor. Um, we've got to be uh, methodical. We've got to be really um, focused on our execution because um, there's just not room for many mistakes.
0: Well, you've come a long way in a fairly short period of time, and it was you know, pretty visionary four or five years ago you know, to look at, at uh, tying this up. And the next time we speak, I'll be able to pronounce some of the things you produced. Presidium <laughs> and neodymium? What, it is you know, I mean, this... <laughs> what
1: David? I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan, but I, I I'm going to have to give you a D minus on your pronunciation. I have
0: no idea <laughs> what they are, but next time, next time, ne- yeah,
1: yeah, we can. We'll go through all 17 rare earth elements next time, and we'll we'll get them pronounced right. But okay. neodymium, praseodymium, NDPR is the is the main uh, the main two elements that come together that are the the um, rare earth magnetics. Uh, the key, the key value rare earth. Uh, uh, metals that that people would would think about when it comes to these magnetics.
0: Well, you could be bluffing me, and I'd still acknowledge it. <laughs> Jim Litensky <laughs> is the CEO of uh, MP Materials. Uh, first of what I hope is many conversations. Good to have you with us, sir.
1: Thanks, David. I really enjoyed it, and thanks, thanks to everyone in, in Dallas. We're Fort Worth. We're we're looking to have a big presence and appreciate.
0: Thanks appreciate a lot for more of a conversation with Mister Litensky. Go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I am David Johnson, News Radio Ten Eighty KRLD.